0: We're gonna dive into a new series, a new approach, a new process, and we're calling it From In For. From In For. And here's the basis of it. Here's the idea behind it. We're gonna take the truth, God's word, and we're gonna start there. And I know that sounds so profound. (laughs) Uh, It's like, that's just what we do, right? But so often I think in life, We get distracted, things happen. We have so many components, so many moving parts that sometimes we we sort of veer off course and we, we forget to, we begin to not understand what it is that grounds us, that roots us with our Father, with the Lord, with Him in intimacy. And so often the truth sometimes gets put to the side. And we have an experience with God, and and it sometimes can be basically a a feelings association. It can be how we feel determines our relationship with God. And although He has given us feelings and that we are to feel things towards Him and towards one another, it should not be the basis uh, of our relationship and uh, of who we are becoming in Him. And so this new approach, this new series that I feel like has worked so well for me, This idea of from, in, and for, the idea is this, is that we're going to pray this week. We're going to focus on praying from scripture, from the truth, and we're going to pray from truth in his presence for intimacy. So as you guys know, we've been talking a lot about becoming more like him over the last, you know, several weeks as we've been rolling out our missional themes. And part of becoming more like him, right, part of knowing him and becoming more like him is... Uh, cultivating a life of intimacy with him. And so we throw the word intimacy out a lot in this church. We throw it out a lot of like cultivating intimacy, becoming intimate, establishing intimacy with God, getting alone with him in that secret place where it's just you and him, where he can speak to you, where you get revelation from him about who he is, about who you are in him. And so we talk about intimacy, but I think for a lot of people, for some people, there's a disconnect between, okay, I talk about that and that's my desire, but how do I practically go about doing that in my life with kids, with activities, with sports, with school, and obviously a lot of those things are taken out of the equation right now, but with all of the other you know, stresses of life, with all the other components of life, okay, how do I actually cultivate intimacy with God? How do I cultivate intimacy with the Father? Because that's what I've been called to do. That's my, that's my that's my number one call. That's what he's called me into, is to become more like him, to be transformed into the image of his likeness. So if we're going to do that, intimacy has got to be foundational in that place. And if that's the case and that's our desire, how do we practically do that? And so I think this approach that we're going to take, that we're going to start today and we're going to go throughout the week with, um, addresses that issue, that disconnect of, okay, I want to know the Father. I want to know Him. I want to hear from Him. Uh, I want to, to feel and experience His love for me. Uh, I want all those things, but how do I actually practically do that? Well, I feel like this is going to be a great way to do that. And so we're going to go through this process, and it's going to be from, in, and for. From truth, in His presence, for intimacy and so really what it comes down to is this is that we start in truth we start in Scripture and we begin to read through Scripture and we begin to read and identify key words that we can pray from and if we can do that then we begin to experience a level of intimacy with him that we didn't have before because we're starting from who he says he is and we're starting there in presence intimacy so here's how it works as we know as christians the life we've been called to live more than anything is a life where how we're doing is not determined by our circumstances how we're doing is not determined by what's going on around us and for today and in this season that we're experiencing right now on a global scale Things are not as they normally are. Circumstances have changed. Things have changed. Things that we may have been able to rely on, like going to the grocery store and getting whatever we need, we can no longer rely on. And so the circumstances have changed, but but for us as Christians, the life that we've been called to live is a life where how we're doing, who we are, is not determined by circumstances around us. And how do we master that mindset is by sitting in truth, understanding truth, praying from truth in his presence so that we can have intimacy with him. So really it's about teaching our hearts, teaching our hearts to know him. Not just to feel something, but to know, to know. That's his desire. He wants to teach our hearts to know him. To know Him. We, it is good to feel. It is good to feel His presence. It is good to feel feelings, but it cannot be the basis of our uh, relationship with Him. You know, in us, we must know truth in our hearts so that our lives are not determined by our circumstances, our feelings are not determined by our circumstances, that we are not just doing as well as it's going. And so I hope that this process, starting today and going through the week, helps us connect with God in intimacy um, through truth in his presence. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to start. I feel like Hebrews is such a good place to start. So this is how we're going to do it. We are going to start in Hebrews. And we are going to take it chapter by chapter, not line by line, but chapter by chapter. And we're going to read. And so this is how we're going to do it. We're going to read. We're going to identify words that are really key and then we're going to pray from those things we're going to pray from those words and it's really simple but it's so profound because it brings us into his presence and it develops intimacy with him and i know it seems so simple but sometimes the simple things that we neglect are the most powerful things so we're going to start right now so i'm going to read we'll identify words and we'll pray into it and then we'll expound on that prayer with other scripture that supports what it is that we're reading, okay? So join me. Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. And we're going to start right at verse 1. So here we go. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Okay? Let's stop there. That, there's so much in that. There's just so much in in just those two lines so here is what i've identified as a key word the key word that i really want to pray from this morning when it comes to this passage when it comes to this is spoken or speaking so the writer of hebrews is clear that in certain times in the past times god used prophets to speak to his people now, in these times, he has used his son, Jesus, to speak to his people. And so if Jesus now has come, we believe in him, God has used his son to speak to us. And if we now have the spirit living in us, the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that gives us the opportunity to actually hear his voice and to hear him speak. So this is really interesting, we could, but we can pray into this pray into this reality, pray into this truth in order to, um, to develop intimacy with the Lord. So here's how it goes. And we can expound on this prayer, but here's how it goes. Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you so much, God, that your voice, Lord, we can hear. We can hear your voice that, Lord, you, you used your prophets at one point in time to speak to your people. But God, now you said that you now speak through your Son. Jesus, who you sent to earth. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you so much, God, that you sent him so that you could speak to me about who you are and about who I am. Father, thank you that his spirit lives in me, that, God, that you, through through his death, Lord, you have promised the spirit to live in me through my faith in Jesus. And so if the spirit lives in me, now I know him. I can have his mind and I can hear him. I can hear you and I can hear your voice. Thank you, God, for that reality. Thank you so much for that truth. And here's how we can expound on that. Really simple. We can go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20 and think, and, look to that, and look to this scripture and say, oh my gosh, this sounds like Hebrews chapter 1. And so for me personally, I feel like intimacy is always born from thanks. So if I want to establish intimate relationship with, with the Father, with the Lord, with my creator, it always comes from a place of thanks this morning. Um, it always is a launch pad for me, for intimacy is being thankful. So every time I pray into something, every time I pray from a word, it's always from a thankful heart. So I'll always start with that. Anyway, so let's expound on this for a moment, this idea of speaking and God's voice. This is what Jesus said in his letter to the church of Laodicea. He said this in verse 20, chapter 3. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Now, what we have to understand about this scripture is that he's actually... This letter is to a church. This is, let, this is a letter to believers. So many people look at this and think to themselves, well, he's talking about people that don't know him. He's talking about people that uh, aren't walking with him or are not in relationship with him. But really, he's sending, this letter is to a church. So this letter is sent to people that know him. But he still says, behold, I stand at the door. I stand at the door and knock. And those who hear what my voice I will come in. I will be faithful to come in and eat with them. It's this picture of intimacy when we, when we dine and gather with one another. It's, a, it's an intimate setting. It's an intimate act that we're doing with people that we are close with. And this reinforces Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2, this idea that yes, we can hear his voice. I mean, it's assumed that because he can knock and we can hear his voice and we can let him in that we can hear his voice. So it, it just reaffirms that truth in, in Hebrews chapter 1. So we can pray into that and say, thank you, Father. Thank you so much, uh, Lord, that you desire intimacy, Lord, and that my door can always be open so that I can hear your voice. You said, if you open the door, if you open the door, I am knocking. I am constantly knocking on your door. If you open that door, if you hear my voice and open that door, I will come in. So that's a promise, Lord. Thank you for that promise, Father. That you send your son that he will be an intimate relationship with us. And all it takes is one response to his voice. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you that you have given us that opportunity to respond and to hear his voice. To hear your voice through your son and to hear his voice that lives in us. And all it does is it takes a simple response of faith. And Jesus said that he will come in and eat with us. He will dine with us. He will have... An intimate relationship with us. Thank you for that. Thank you for who you are and your promise to me. And that. Thank you for your promise, God, that you are speaking in the earth through your Son Jesus. So let's head to the next uh, verse. I hope this is helping you guys. Um, if you're not watching this live right now, if you're watching it say later tonight. Uh, I would just recommend watch the video, watch this, and do it in a place where you're alone. Do it in a place where it's quiet. Do it in a place where you uh, can have some time with the Father and begin to pray uh, in his presence for intimacy this way using the scripture. So here's the second part of verse 2. So here's, how, here's what it says. But in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. Who he appointed the heir of all things. Okay, let's think about this for a moment. The key word here is heir. The key word here is that Jesus, now through his divinity, has been given the inheritance of all things. He has inherited everything from his father. He has inherited everything from his father. And so we can look to that and pray into that. We can thank. Thank the father for sending his son to be the heir of all things. Everything that God created, everything, his nature, his character, everything about who God is, Jesus has inherited. It's a picture of Jesus being God. It's a picture of the triune God in complete relationship with one another all the time. So everything that the father is, that, that Jesus is as well. He has inherited everything, including his kingdom. And so we can thank him for that. Father, thank you so much that you've inherited. Lord, you've given Jesus as an inheritance, everything that you are, everything that you have, everything that you wanna give, you've given to your son. And in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus says that it's, it's the father's pleasure for us to receive the kingdom, for, us to, for him to give us the kingdom, for, us to, for him to give us the kingdom, okay? So how do we expound on this idea of heir? Well, if Jesus is an heir, this is what Paul says in Romans. Check this out. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. This is what Paul says. If we are led by the Spirit, if we are led by the Spirit, then who are we? We are sons and daughters of God. We are sons and daughters of God. And if we are sons and daughters of God, he goes on to say, we are co-heirs with Christ. So that means everything that Christ inherited, everything that Jesus inherited from his Father, now we are co-heirs with him because of our faith in him and because we are led by the Spirit. And Paul also says this, this is so awesome, and we're going to pray into this in a second, that we now have been given the spirit of adoption. We have been, now been given the spirit of adoption, so that now we are sons and daughters of God. We are sons and daughters of the Father. It's so good. So, and what he also said is, is you have not been given, you have not been given the spirit of slavery, which leads to fear. So that means our lives can never and never have to be dictated by fear. And that is so important to hear right now, especially with what's going on right now. It is so easy to slip into those places of fear when the world system uh, gets a little bit wacky. When things that we normally rely on, we can't rely on. It is so easy to slip into fear, but God says that because now we are sons and daughters, because we are co-heirs with Christ, that we are not given a spirit of fear, but we are given the spirit of adoption. Now we are sons and daughters of the Most High God and we have been given an inheritance and that inheritance is the kingdom, which is Luke 12, verse 32. So good. So do not live in fear. Do not be controlled by fear. Do not let how you feel be determined by fear because we have not been given a spirit of slavery. We are not enslaved to who we once were. We're not enslaved to our old self. We are are now sons and daughters. We have been made righteous in his eyes. We are led by the Spirit and we're co-heirs. So we we can pray into that, Lord. Thank you so much, God, that you've given me a spirit of adoption. Thank you, God, that you've called me into this family of yours as a son and a daughter. Thank you, God, that I no longer live enslaved to anything that is outside of who you are. That, Lord, I am a slave to righteousness now. I am now a son and a daughter, and I no longer have to live with the spirit of slavery, but I live with a spirit of adoption because I'm led by the Spirit and that I've accepted your son as my Savior. Thank you for that. Thank you that I can rest in that this morning, no matter what's going on in the world, Father, that it is, it is, it is a place of peace I can rest because I am no longer dictated by fear this morning. Thank you for that. Thank you that I am an heir, I am a co-heir, that I've inherited everything that you decided to give to Jesus, now you've given to us. Your kingdom, your nature, your character, your righteousness, your holiness, Lord. Those are all things that we have access to because now we are heirs and we are co-heirs with Christ. Okay. Lastly is this. We're going to do one more and then we're going to be done. So. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 1. So good. So we are now co-heirs. Hebrews uh, Hebrews chapter 1 says, Whom he appointed the heir of all things. And then he ends this verse with this through whom also he created the world, through whom also he created the world. So we, he has spoken the world into existence, he has made Jesus uh, his heir, and he has made us co-heirs with him, and now we read that he has created all things, that he has spoken all things, everything in the world created by him. So how do we pray into that? It's easy, it's easy. We just thank him for it. Thank you, Lord, that you have created all things. That there there is nothing, there is nothing that you haven't created. Everything, your your order, the order that you have spoken into the world still exists, Lord. Even though the world order, the business order, uh, the, the way of doing things, Lord, seems to be a little bit um, you know, in disarray and chaos right now, we know. We know, Lord, that the order that you have established still reigns in the earth. The order has not been upset. The order that you have created has not been changed in the world. And we will live in that place this morning. Thank you, God, that you created all things and you did it through your son, Jesus. That you did it through him, that it is by Jesus that you created everything. That he was from the beginning and he will be the last. And here's how we expound on that, you guys. So we take that idea, right, of created, being created, speaking into creation, all things, right? Let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. It's the exact same understanding. It's the exact same principle that Paul talks about in uh, verse 16, chapter 1 in Colossians. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or or authorities. All things were created through him, and this is the best part, and for him, and for him. So how do we pray into that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that, that you created all things. And if it wasn't for you, nothing exists. If it wasn't for you and through your son, Jesus, nothing comes into existence because you speak everything in existence by the power of your word. Thank you that you've created all things, things that I can see and things that I can't see. Thank you God that you have created those things that I can't see that I still believe in them. That is that is the basis of our faith, Lord, that you've created us to be able to believe in things that we cannot see through faith. And that if we only believed in the things we see, then there's no reason for faith. So you've you have made it so that you've created things that are visible and invisible. Why? So that faith would be the basis of our existence with you. That we, we no longer just believe in the things we see, but we believe in the things we don't see because it is evidence of our relationship with you. And as we grow in intimacy with you, with you, Lord, I I pray that you would give us, give me more faith, give us more faith to believe in the things that we do not see. Thank you that I'm created through you. Thank you, God, that you've created the whole world, the world order, Lord, that I've been created through you, through Jesus, that if it wasn't for him, my existence is no, it does not um, happen. That my creation as a human being comes through the person of your son. And that it is your spirit that lives in me, Lord. Thank you that I am created for you, not just through you, but for you, that the basis of my existence is that I'm created for you to pursue you, to worship you, and to become more like you, and to love you, and and to honor you. And Lord, thank you that I am created for you so that my life can be a reflection of your glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. God, we we just thank you for that promise this morning, Lord, that, that amidst everything that's going on in the world, Lord, that we can rest on the promise that we are created through your Son, not only that, but for you, for you, so that everything we do brings honor and glory to you, that our lives bring honor and glory to you. That's why we never have to live in fear, because if we're living in fear, doubt, anxiety, if we're only doing as well as it's going, then how are we bringing glory and honor to God in that? We're not. Thank you, God, that you have given us a spirit of adoption and not a spirit of fear. Thank you, God, that you have spoken everything to existence and that you have made me a co-heir with your son for everything, for your complete inheritance, the kingdom, your nature, your will, your purpose in our lives. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you for who you are and what you've done in your son. Jesus, that I choose and that we choose to worship, that lives in us, and that speaks through us, that we can hear his voice. Amen. Okay, so that's it. So we went through, we went through chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and we spent about, what, 20 minutes doing that. So I hope that this is, was a practical way uh, for you to be able to enter into that place, that we're praying from the truth, in his presence, for intimacy so we're going to continue to do this Uh, we're going to do another video and we're going to work through hebrews and we're going to work through each chapter and we're not going to go line by line but we're going to work through each chapter and we're going to take certain pieces of scripture and we're going to uh, read through those and pray from those places in order to develop intimacy so i hope that you continue with us as we do this Throughout the week, we're going to be releasing more videos, uh, going through those different verses and different chapters, and then next Sunday, uh, we'll um, we'll we'll continue in this process. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I hope that it launches you, you into intimacy with Him this week, that you begin to see things differently in your life this week, that it becomes a more real and a more real. He becomes, his presence becomes more real and tangible in your everyday walk with him this week. So uh, stay patient with us as we continue to do these Facebook Live things on Sunday morning. Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to uh, incorporate some more elements as we continue uh, developing our strategy uh, surrounding our Sunday mornings and and doing this via Facebook Live. Uh, We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, And we're really excited about this new season. Even though it's different, we're going to work through it. We're going to get through it. It's going to be awesome. So thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we'll see you this week. We'll be posting those videos on our closed group, uh, on our Facebook closed group. So watch out for those, and we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks, guys.